0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is
1: Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters, or should I say the Skype Sisters, because this week, it's sort of like the old day sisters. One of us is in a foreign country. Julie, it used to be that you were in a foreign country Every time we did the show, but now it's me. I'm in England. Hello, sisters. Hello, Leon. Hello, Monica. Hello, Julie. Hello, Liz. <laughs> hey, Liz. Uh, so as soon as Skype is ready to pay us a fee, we will change the name of our show from Satellite <laughs> Sisters to S- Skype Sisters. But, uh, <laughs> but until they volunteer to do that, we're sticking with our brand name. So, um, So yes, here I am. I'm in London, England today. It's Sunday evening here. And, uh, I'm here for the next few days on work. Uh, but it is miraculous that we can all connect, isn't it? This is delightful. It is. It is. It's amazing. It's amazing.
0: And for free. That's and, the best part. Liz.
1: And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of critical to our whole operation. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well I thought I would fill you in a little bit on my adventure here in London, uh, because I did something that was extremely out of character a few days ago the I had to be in London on Friday to give a speech to an organization who offered to um, not only pay for me to come to England but put me up at any hotel in London that I wanted and Ooh, yeah that 's a nice offer yes, it is, and so I really thought about it normally. You know, I come to London every once in a while for my normal job anyway. And I stay at a very nice but not expensive, not elaborate hotel right across the street from the office. It's all about comfort and convenience for me. But when someone says the words, whatever you want in the whole city of London town, I kind of of got inspired. And so I said, well, how about... What's the name of that place Kate Middleton stayed the night before she got married? And the person on the other end of the phone, there was a long pause. And then he said, (laughs) Kensington Palace? <laughs> oh, my God. They must think Americans
2: are idiots. I know, Stupid American.
1: Know. American. <laughs> oh. I was like, no, no, no. You know, the place you saw on TV when she stepped out in her dress and got into the car, and there was the awning and the whole thing, and where her family was there, and they had the party there the night before, and Prince Harry jumped off the balcony. You know, that place. I want to stay at that <laughs> place. And it's right around the corner from the palace, so it was super convenient. And uh, he said, oh, the Goring. And I was like, yes, that is it. So I just spent the last three nights at the Goring Hotel. (laughs) All right, Liz, Royal
0: Watch. You're doing the kind of royal reporting we love here at Satellite Sisters. Not really coming into close contact with um, royals, but just going
1: where royals have been. I guess I needed to clarify. That's right. I, I almost said, as I checked in, could I be in the exact room that Pippa was in? Could you? <laughs> I just, what, what color was Pippa's room? Because my room is sort of peach. Was she in a peach room? Oh my God. Anyway, this place, it was so old England, but in the best possible way. Between the time I walked in the front door and the time I actually checked in and was going to my room, four different men in tailcoats came over and introduced themselves to me. Like, Ms. <laughs> Dolan, if there's anything you need while you're here. <laughs> and I'm like, I just need to be in Pippa's room. <laughs> Can you tell me what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was. it was delightful in every way. Very silk covered walls, very cozy, but old England also in the sense that when you go to, first of all, the Goring Hotel is owned by the Goring family. When was the last time you were actually in a hotel that you weren't there purely so you could get frequent flyer miles somewhere, right? There's no <laughs> That's true, yeah. That, I'm not getting any Starwood points. I'm not, There's no Sheraton super sleeper. There's none of those things that you actually think about when you travel a lot for work. It's just the Gorings and their people and the people that have worked for them now for three or four generations. So it has a touch of Downton Abbey which I think you would enjoy. Oh, uh, excellent. Yes. Is it a little faulty towers, Liz? Uh, Well, no, because it's totally no fault. It is the, (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty, pretty slick operation, but in a cozy kind of way. And for instance, when you go to your room, And, you know, Monica, I know you're like me. When you check into a hotel, the first thing you do is read all of the material, right? Yes, I do. I love reading where to get things. I just
3: love reading all the books they leave there. I even read the uh, menu, even though I know I'm never going to be able to afford room service. I like to just think (laughs) about what I could order if I wanted to order room service.
1: I know. I like to know, will they really polish my shoes for free? You know, most places will not do that. But when you're in England, there's a chance you could actually get your shoes polished by leaving them outside your door at night. Anyway, but so when I read that book, one thing they did, which I had never seen any other hotel I've ever been in my life, they had the names of all of the people that worked there. And I mean, like, all of them, like the head housekeeper for the third floor, a little bio on her a little bio. Oh, that's total upstairs downstairs
2: down to abbey that abbey that's great
1: totally leon and in the hallway there are pictures of like the staff in 1901 and then the staff in 1921 <laughs> and then the staff in 1942 i mean it is uh, but but nice i mean nice not not stuffy anyway so it was um my God, did they have the internet there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering too, Monica. Yes, they did. They they had the internet. They didn't have. Minibars. Or did you just pass a note to the butler, <laughs> he passes it to someone else. They they don't really believe in minibars, but they had excellent uh, lighting and hot towel racks. And, you know, those kinds of touches that make you feel like you live in a very damp country. So they're kind of overcorrecting to, uh, (laughs) you know, everything. Everything is very cozy. So I got to say, it was delightful. I can see why the Middletons liked it. I was not in the highest class of room, but I did purposely check out, like, the price list. Like, what would that be? And there is a suite there that's called the Royal Suite. And that would be five thousand pounds a night. So whoa, whoa!
0: I, I assume oh, nearly nearly ten thousand oh, dollars yes. a night. Okay, okay.
1: I whoa, assume whoa. that's where the wedding party did their pre-wedding partying. Um, and uh, but I was in a much, much, much uh, lower level room. Anyway, it was. It was. <laughs> Who else is staying
0: in the hotel, Liz? Is it a lot okay. of people in tweeds? Oh and... my God,
1: Julie! The average age in there had to be eighty-seven. Uh,
0: <laughs> of my fellow guests. It's like, <laughs> not a big
1: bar scene at night there. I and mean, it's, it- you know, the, it's one of those bars where there's a tasteful little card on each table that says, um, The goring is meant for relaxation. So we, we would appreciate if you would turn off your mobile, let us take care of your laptop, and keep business papers out of sight. Oh, so sort of of like a private club. That's exactly what it felt like. The whole place felt like it could be your country house if you were the kind of person that had (laughs) that, which, of course, none of us are or know. But but it was it was a little bit of that fantasy. Anyway, it was uh, it was delightful. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. They could not have been nicer. And as you come and go, everyone's calling you by name every time you even walk through the lobby and you're only there for three days and they've taken the trouble to figure out who you are. Okay. So you don't get any starwood points, but they know actually who you are. They know who you're well, out. It sounds like you were the
0: youngest person by about 40 years. So that might've been a tip off.
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Cause last night I actually, I went to the theater and then I came back and just was sitting in the bar for a drink a little after theater drink by myself. And, uh, Everyone else there looked, looked like they had come from the opera or something. They were much more dressed up for me, obviously just in from some kind of big event, uh, wearing like family jewels and stuff and sipping, <laughs> things that, th- th- sipping things that come out of very dusty bottles. But I would, <laughs> I, I would recommend it, frankly, if you would like just a, a taste of ye old England uh... go for it and it was it was really really very nice um, and then just two other quick observations about being in england about the sort of graciousness of um, the way they use the the english language here as i was walking around my fancy neighborhood there which is very close to kensington palace so i can, again i can understand why kate found it uh... quite convenient uh... to go between kensington palace buckingham palace and my new hotel the goring but as you walk around in that neighborhood you know how they have like in London they're like big avenues and then behind them they have little alleyways that are called Muse, mews m e w s and the mews yes. often have other little row houses in there but those look incredibly stylish too it's not just the big houses on the main avenue well I was you know naturally just trying to poke around my new neighborhood to see if I could <laughs> bump into <laughs> Kate or Will or you know. Pippa's probably in Barbados, I don't know. And, um, and as you start to walk down these streets, they basically have signs that are meant to say, you know, don't, you're not allowed down here. Um, but instead, it says that there's no parking. And then it just says, no exercising of dogs here. And I thought, oh, that's just like their super nice way of saying, don't even think about walking down here right? Don't even, because I mean, yes. obviously, Stay obviously, out. obviously the dog, the sign is not for the benefit of the dogs. The dogs are not out exercising, <laughs> re- reading the sign saying, Oh, I'm not allowed to go down that way. No, it's really, it's meant to say to their own neighbors, no, you can't walk in here. I thought, so I thought that was, that was a very nice way of saying that. And then another thing I noticed, I was in my favorite drugstore here is called Boots, which is basically just like the UK version of Rite Aid. But for some reason, it seems much cooler. I, I don't know why.
2: I love Boots. Well, they I carry love all the,
1: they, yeah,
2: they carry all the Boots stuff or some of the Boots stuff at Target.
1: Oh, they do. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah.
0: It's got kind of a cachet about it. I love their face cream. Yeah. Maybe well, you bring I was some.
1: In the I was in the face cream aisle, Julie. And here was the other observation I was going to ma- make about the way the English use the English language. You know, how what I forgot to bring is my new super expensive serum, which is called age defying lotion. (laughs) So I left it home and you need to do some age defying when you're doing a lot of traveling because you get very dehydrated. So I went down that aisle and in that zone at Boots, I noticed in England, it's not called age defying. It's called age resisting lotion. So they can't, they're not, (laughs) Americans would totally defy aging. But in England, the best they can do is resist it. That's what I said. <laughs> That's, They're going to try to resist, but God knows they know they can't defy. And I just thought that was very culturally revealing. So, um, so other than that, I'm just around for a few more days. I did switch hotels today because now I had to get into a hotel. Because now I'm here actually for work work, my work. So I had to get into a hotel that was my price range. <laughs> And, and normally when you check out of a hotel, hotel like that, you're tempted to, like, take at least the notepads that say the goring on it or, you know, those kind yeah. of things. Not anything of any value. But somehow, Leanne, I thought, I thought they would think less of me if they came yeah. in. they would I, have. They, they yeah, would have. They totally would have. And, <laughs> and because I felt so close personally to the housekeeper, having, re- having read her bio <laughs> in, uh, in my desk drawer, I left everything there. I just didn't even, you know, the pen, the pad, the things that are really meant for you to help yourself to. I just wanted to send a signal to them. No, I'm one of you people. I'm going to be <laughs> back someday. I will be back at the Goring. Maybe, maybe when Prince Harry you, gets married. For you. Right. For your royal wedding. Yes, there you yes. go, Liz. Whatever. So, so that's half of my report from England because half of my stay is over. And now I'm back leading my real life in a, um, a nice, but a little, a much simpler hotel. So there you have it. Where no one knows your name. Where no one knows your name.
0: Yes. There you have
1: it. Yeah, that's that's the way of the world out here. But I know that it's been a major news week in the United States. And from afar, I have been following the headlines about Penn State. And, of course, I always, Julie, you attended Penn State. You lived in State College, Pennsylvania. We've all visited you on the State College campus can you believe it?
0: Uh, you know, it's so much shock. That's right. Both my husband and I, you know, went to Penn State for grad school. And, you know, our first son, uh, Nick, was born in State College. I mean, it. we're just... I'm just shocked and blown away and and here's the thing you know all week this has been such a, a huge story, and you know and you, you can't get away from it, and yet you know the university has not sent anything out to any of the alums um, you know because we're double alums, so you figure we would you know we one of us would get some kind of notice if believe me, if we had won a national football championship, they would have sent us some kind of communication. And the university hasn't sent anything out to the alums. Uh, I, you know I, obviously, this has been the most the most difficult, darkest week on campus, but you just I cannot understand how it could happen how how so many adults could have failed those children, how for years this went on, and that you know so many people in that institution to protect that institution. You know, didn't didn't do the right thing. I mean, it is just, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 it's keeping me up at night because I feel so badly for those children and those families. And then to think that this institution just up and down, the pre, you know, Joe Paterno, the president, everyone that knew about this did the wrong thing. You know, and that uh, everyone, all, everyone did what? the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Pardon, everyone did yeah. the wrong thing everyone did even the students reaction uh, when they had that demonstration mini riot in you know um, in downtown state college that was the wrong thing and I and I yeah. honestly believe that playing football on Saturday this you know the Penn State Nebraska game that was the wrong thing to do I, I'm, oh, I'm at you the do. Point-
2: I, I don't I, I, I don't I think you know once Paterno was out they they were you know I, I don't I think they well i, I, I just that, I just
0: feel I, like the crime was so terrible that the university really needs to because it is a university, and that the one thing that a university should be able to do is to teach and learn from this horrendous event and but to somehow to keep playing football when that obviously was at the center of you know, that's all people were trying to do, I guess, is to just keep protecting the institution, keep playing football. I, I just honestly think it's the wrong thing. I think that, you know, it that Penn State will never get over this unless they stop and really do some soul searching, really clean house, and and just and spend the time to figure out how, as an institution, they failed those was it whether it's nine boys or, you know, or more. You, know it,
2: you, you yeah. know it will be more. You know it will be more now. Yeah, so how that they guy was
0: a yes, right, Leon.
2: I mean and how Yeah, they I mean failed. that guy was dangerous.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like you know, it was he was a very dangerous, you know, awful person and how the university failed those children, I I just don't know how they can go forward on anything. You know, that's without really stopping and stopping in some dramatic way um, that is comparable now obviously that punishes a lot of you know sort of innocent students and football players and you know and fans and alums but I, I don't know how we're ever going to get over it that's you know as alum that's how I that's what I think so I well, missed for me some was, of the
1: student reaction stuff oh go ahead Leanne you were going to say something
2: well, you know, for me, it was just so similar to what happened with the Catholic Church. And in that sense that I remember those days in 2000 going to Mass uh, a couple of times when our priest addressed it. I mean, people were sobbing in the pews, you yeah. know. You just couldn't understand what just happened. and uh, But but you didn't close down the churches. So, uh, you know, I actually felt like the game yesterday and the prayer beforehand and the solemnity. I don't know. I, I, I thought that was appropriate. And, um, I thought that was all right, but you know, what that assistant coach was doing when he saw that and walked away and waited 24 hours to tell Joe Paterno, I, I mean, that's shocking that a grown man yeah. could walk away from that scene. It's shocking. Shocking. Right. This was not just like, Ooh, maybe, well, I get a weird feeling when I'm with that guy. No, I'm like, my gosh,
1: what is he saw
0: a crime. Yeah, he know? saw a crime. And that's that's why, Lee, I mean, unless they really, you know, unless they really stop and come to grips with everything that they've done, you know, that, uh, you know, and that everyone else in that, you know, because it's likely that other people in the, in the institution knew about this, too. I don't know. Right. You know, I just I just don't see how you could ever move on from this. You could never feel you could never watch another football game and not think of those victims. That's it. That's, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the truth now. So unless you try to address it in some much more fundamental way than a two minute prayer, you know, I, I just didn't do it for me. So and I, you know, I love football and I love, you know, I love Penn yeah,
2: State. no, I, I just I think they will address it. And I think it, de facto the Penn State football program is over. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, a decade or so, there's going to be mass exodus and not one single recruit is going to show up there. There will be a de facto end to that. I, you know, and at the beginning of the week when there was some discussion that Joe Paterno was going to be coaching, that incensed me and that was ridiculous. So, uh, but the minute he was removed and the assistant coach was removed, um, you know, I, I i don't I don't think there is a good. What, what is it? One football game you suspend? Two? How many do you suspend? You know, it just I, I'm not sure. For me, I'd like to the see answer, the whole I had a conversation like whole with season. I'd like to see Brooks last night. Go ahead, Liam. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's then. There you go. Uh, there you go. But, you know, you have to. Okay, and then it gets into, this is a terrible conversation, but then it gets into all the TV contracts they've signed for years and years and years. That's what happens there. But I had a conversation with Brooks last night, and, uh, you know, we were going over, we've watched the news a lot, and I was like, okay, here's the rundown. If you walk in and you see something happening, first thing you do is stop it. Second thing is get the kid to safety, and third thing is pummel the guy, and then call the cops. Like, <laughs> that's the protocol, <laughs> you know? There's, a teachable moment, there's Leanne. No other sure. protocol. You know, he was like, I would beat the guy into the ground. I was like, excellent. And then call 911. I mean, I don't understand where the, hmm, what should I do now comes in when you see a child being raped, for God's sakes. So, uh, but I think it's that's just... Where,
0: it, that's where we'll never know because now the criminal and civil charges against everybody involved, with, you know, that I don't think... You know, you'll never get the honest like, well, really, what were you thinking so that we can learn from that and not, you know, and, you know, use it as a teachable moment. So. Um, so anyway, there, you know, there well, you have, it is so
1: it is so incredibly rare in a case like this where you have an eyewitness to the sexual assault. You know, that's what makes this so unbelievably egregious. In most of these cases, it's a young person against an adult and people never know what to believe. But in this case, the fact that there was an eyewitness to the sexual assault and then nothing happened, it, it is really unbelievable. It's, it's just, shocking. It—it it just like the, the, the switch you must have to override all of your natural instincts in that. Because all of your natural instincts would be to protect a child in that scenario. And, but if you and, have, pummel the, and
2: pummel the guy into the ground list. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the assistant coach that's on is 6'5". Have you seen him? He's 6'5", yeah. 300 pounds. This is not like, ooh, I'm scared. He's a 6'5", you know, grown man.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's
2: what's shocking to me.
1: So that there's some switch that's been thrown in an institution like that where you can override all of your natural instincts to protect this larger institution. I i it's just impossible to believe that that could really be as widespread as clearly as it was that's
0: why it's much more fundamental and that's why you know everybody needs to stop and talk and learn from from it so i you know i you know i plan to write something to penn state and we'll see we'll see what happens you know but uh you know, it is a very dark day, as it has been for those children and their families for a long time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they're first. Just so, awesome. Hey, Monica, so, can
1: I just ask you a question? Because on my computer screen, you've bounced in and out a couple of times while we've been talking. Are you still there on the line?
3: I am, but I, I missed some of the conversation. That's but
1: okay. That's- I am
3: here. I think I might have some limited connectivity today. <laughs> yeah. I am I am here now. Okay.
1: okay. You're All in- right,
3: thank so-
0: you're Thank goodness argument. you're here, Monica, because uh, I had um, on a much, much uh, lighter and different note. I had a very—I um, I don't know—it was—it was really a life-changing, not really, but it was a—it was a notice um, scotch-taped to my front door, scotch-taped with four pieces of tape. So this was—they really wanted me to get this notice about a lost animal. And normally, you know, when you see something like that, I'd rip it off and. You know, I might look outside, look around once, and then you know, put the throw the piece of paper away. But I, this flyer about this lost animal, I just I just couldn't put it down. First of all, it's a lost parrot, okay? Oh. Okay, it's a lost parrot. Which and they included two color photographs. One of the parrot, a beautiful portrait of him. Um, it's very clear. It's up close. <laughs> You can see his coloring, and then just in case you were confused, they've also photocopied from some ornithological um, book or s- website the you know the the parrot because he's a Quaker parrot um just um, just so that you know we could properly identify um, this animal so we have the actual parrot, and then we have his you know the ornithological picture of a Quaker parrot for for to help us find this lost pepper parrot wow. Wow. now liz no you're going to get involved you're going to get on the on the bandstand because when you when i tell you the parrot's name is peewee okay that's <laughs> okay peewee the lost parrot okay so that's the first piece of information that his name is peewee we, we also have the information that he is very sweet and friendly okay so that's good that could help and that he is a Quaker parrot, just in case um, I thought maybe he was some other kind of parrot. You know, I, I should be on the lookout for a Quaker parrot.
1: Now, Which means the parrot won't be armed in any way. Just a nice, <laughs> a nice God-fearing parrot. Quaker parrot. Okay,
0: okay now here, here is here's the key fact that is really going to help out. That they, they have written on this flyer, they say, his call and screech are very distinct. The call is a loud and throaty quack. Quacky, and that's spelled Q A K, Q A K
1: I. Okay? They have Wait a minute, that, do, do that one more time. I'm not sure I heard that all the way over here in England.
0: Quack, quacky. Okay? And that's in bolding letters, at about 16 or 17 points, so that you, you're you really able to see that. And then he said, what the, his screech is a higher pitch, skvet sound, and skveet is spelled. S K V E E T S O N. So, um, uh, I think S-O-N- he p- sounds
2: like a Swedish parrot. I don't <laughs>
0: know. Yes, I be. Yeah, Pee Wee, possibly, but well, he's Quaker, a Quaker parrot or a monk parakeet, which is a little confusing to me. It seems like you're either a parrot or a paired keet, but uh, they have given us both of those pieces of information, and of course, very helpful the call and the screech. I didn't even know there was difference between a call and a screech but here's the sad thing um Pee Wee's been missing for about a week he is uh he's not he's from a neighborhood next to my neighborhood so he um so they're just really extending their search to find Pee Wee they're hoping that now that we have these color photographs and um the very valuable information, the quack, quacky, and the speed sound that, you know, but I'm out looking for them. You know, every did time you I look up, up in your trees. Yes. <laughs> Good place Monica... to look, Monica. Good idea. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, you know, I mean, they provided so much information, but it made me think of, we did as, uh, as young children have, uh, have birds from time to time as family pets, <laughs> But um, we really were Arthur to... and Tweedy. <laughs> their names but, were Arthur, Arthur and Tweedy, and they used to always somehow escape from their cage. Uh, and so we spent a lot of time running around the house with a towel trying to catch the birds as <laughs> as they were trying to get away from the Dolan children as far, <laughs> as far as they could. But. It looks like Peewee you know has you know very loving owners that are really searching for him. So um I'll be out later today looking for Peewee um and uh with get some his very- binoculars. <laughs> Monica, good idea. Good idea. But I'm not sure if he's way up in the tree how I'm going to get him. But I guess uh...
1: I guess you just you know once you <laughs> spot him just call the owners. Okay. So- <laughs> But there's a guy in
2: my, there's a guy in my neighborhood that walks a parrot. He looks like an idiot. And um, one time the parrot got loose and was up in the tree and he's standing like on the, on the ground and the parrot's like 30 feet up. He's going here, parrot, parrot. Really? I was like, oh, that looks like
0: that's going to work. Well, that was sympathetic. So, well, you're not on the Pee Wee Search team then, Leah.
2: (laughs) Okay. Oh, remember last week I told you guys I was pitching HGTV for my TV show. Yeah. Yeah, that goes. Okay. You know what? Here's how it went. My my original idea. I was a little I was a little concerned when I saw that to go on the pitch I had to um, I had to have like a portfolio and qualifications. That concerns me uh, of my design work because I don't you know other than the satellite <laughs> tablescaping photos uh, and the witch contest and uh, remember copy that cover of that orange cake we made. Uh, yes. that was really all I had. So I was trying to think of. You know, and even though I'm married to someone in real estate, that doesn't really qualify me. Yeah.
3: I don't think that orange cake was going to get you a TV show. I I, I wouldn't show that to to anyone. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So I was trying to cook up a real estate show and uh, it just wasn't happening for me. There was a big hole in the middle of my thought process where the show should be, you know. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'd like to host and here's what I can do. I just have no actual skills that I could bring to this party. So, I decided, you know, what what was my end goal? I asked myself. And my end goal was really um, unchanged from last year. I just wanted to somehow get myself on the HGTV Rose Parade coverage. So, that's oh. what I decided
1: to pitch because that I actually
2: am qualified <laughs> qualified for.
1: You could be one of the so, most qualified people there for that. I mean, author of the book Helen of Pasadena, Frequent commentator on all things Pasadena. Who could they possibly have that would be better than you, Liam? Nobody. Li- exactly, Liz.
2: It's a- exactly. And I pitched it as multi-platform that I could blog, do video, and then be, you know, the sideline reporter. Like the Erin Andrews of the Rose Parade coverage. You know, how she's on the sideline of college football games. I could do that for them. You know, they fly all these people in to comment on the flowers, but I could give local coverage. Coverage. So I was very psyched when I came up with this plan because the pitch was like uh, about 18 hours away and I was just about to cancel. And then I was like, oh my gosh. So I was actually able to put together my Rose Parade qualifications. And um, it was such that the woman who ran hgtv.com was coming to Los Angeles. And so people were literally pitching like every 10 minute slots were scheduled. So and when I got there, it was me and, like, seven women in the highest leopard print shoes I have ever seen. <laughs>
0: oh. oh, oh, Yeah.
2: And as we ran around the table introducing ourselves, as we waited for our time slot, I appeared to be one of the few women in Los Angeles that does not design handbags. So, uh, every... Woman, there. Even if they were a florist, they also seem to manage to have a handbag line on the side, or interior designer handbag line. <laughs> so um, I felt pretty solid about the pitch, and I, you know, gave my um, qualifications, you know, my background, and then I said, "But I come to you today as a rose parade enthusiast." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Ooh, nice. Like I think I think that really shocked her. I believe I was the only one pitching this particular <laughs> angle. So, we'll see. I did my 10-minute pitch, did my screen test, gave her the book. I, uh, you know, if you would like to start a write-in campaign, I'm not against that, people. I think a little bit of pressure from the outside to the HGTV
1: people, I think that might actually work in this case. Well, where where would people write in, too? Yes. I I don't know.
2: I guess
1: just HGTV. I don't know. Liz, I'll I'll
2: get
0: some kind of email. Get some information, Leanne. You know, we'll back you up. It really is a good idea. And I told you, Leanne, I would watch several, I would watch that show if you were on it. That, you know, <laughs> other than the float making, I told you, I don't want I, I'm not interested yeah. learning how to make a float, but I am interested in Pasadena style. And I'd love to learn more about what goes on with the bros, princesses and, you know, and all that stuff. Plus, I you, think you I have fun them.
1: with all that material, Leon. I mean, you have a sense of humor about how these are, you know, worthwhile things. But then there's also some funny behind there, which I think is exactly the way the Rose Parade should be Listen, covered. Uh,
2: Go ahead. That's what I pitched. That's exactly, I said, yeah, that's exactly what I pitched. And I, I think when I told them I was an honorary Rose Queen, I think that really blew them away because remember last Whoa. year I was named an honorary Rose Queen. Mm-hmm. So I, I was uniquely okay. qualified. You didn't so wear, we'll a, you didn't wear a crown. I did not go that far, uh, but I, I did do the wave on my screen test. So uh, elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, wrist. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But if I can get an address for you guys for the write-in, uh, I will do that. I'll post that at SatelliteSisters.com.
1: That would be good. I think we could get some Mo going behind this. I mean, good. Good. I'm looking forward to
3: that. Hey, uh, Leon. speaking of the G, oh no, the H, the H and HGTV house, Liz, I have something to tell you. I know you're across the pond. Um, I have a little confession to make regarding your house in Bend.
1: The one that you're currently in?
3: The one that I'm uh, sitting in right now and uh, enjoying Liz you know, and you know I enjoy sort of my unofficial I call it my stewardship <laughs> status here, okay, <laughs> you know I do not actually own the house, and you know I try not to take advantage of that you know the stewardship of yes, the house yes, you know I, I understand I frequently restock the toilet paper um. Occasionally do yard work. I think you'll be happy to know this weekend I even changed some batteries on some of your remote controls, which I know that you'll like.
1: Wow. that I would say that is like a goring family level of service. You it, is.
3: Provided- it is. It is. Pre- I'm preparing to change a light bulb today, too. So anyways, um, uh, I just need to tell you this. You know, I, I think you know I don't have a dishwasher in my house in Portland.
1: Correct. Right
3: and things kind of get backed up there you know
1: Uh-oh. and, and Uh-oh.
3: um you know there's really only so you, you can really get the dishes only so clean with with hot water and soap okay
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> they just don't really,
3: they don't really get as we i would say a dish, dishwasher clean um, and I've tried, I've even bought gloves this year, rubber gloves, so I could get the water hotter. But everything has, like, this really dingy film on it. Mm-hmm. So the other night when I was <laughs> the, 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 the bed, and, Um I just had this idea.
1: <laughs> Hang on. now somebody I had left. a
3: box. Some of the is now. I packed up all of my glasses, all of my cutlery. I put it in a big box, and then when I got here on Friday night, I washed all of my dishes in your dishwasher and bed. Okay. I think that's excellent. And and can can I tell you it? was transformative really? as far as my glasses go. I mean, I haven't seen through those water glasses in 15 years and I, I'm I'm willing to leave you $5 for the hot water and the dishwasher soap <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, this isn't going to be a regular occurrence. I
1: just want you to know that. It might be a once a year thing. Hang on a second. We lost Leanne and now she's calling back in. Hello. Okay, who's Hello. that? Leanne? <laughs> yeah. It's Leanne, Okay. You, you both laughed so hard that it completely blew all of our sound. And then you both dropped off. Well, so, so did you, okay, even, well, did you did, hear I'll Monica telling the story?
3: No, I'll just, do you want me to, i just tell Liam that, you know, I told Liz, I'm not going to do this every weekend when I come down here, <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe once a year, if I could just wash my dishes in your dishwasher. <laughs> It's not like I brought like crusty pans with me, okay. I just want you to know it was just the coffee cups and all the water glasses and all. Gosh, all my cutlery. It really looks nice, you know. <laughs> Save me for ha- from having to go out and buy new stuff. So I'm sorry. That's that's my home confession for this weekend.
1: Okay. Well, let me let me say something. As long as you confess that, that I'll just consider that my birthday gift to you. Because I feel guilty that on last week's Satellite Sisters, even though your birthday was this week, not one single sister even mentioned it or said, have a good birthday, Monica.
0: So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but Monica, I got I got a gift in there early this... Uh, oh, I got-, I, no, I got some nice birthday
3: wishes from, well, now, Liz, I'm getting one from you, so <laughs> that's good. But Julie sent me a tube of lip gloss that lights up in the dark. It was just
0: a very what? unusual gift. It's, <laughs> I thought it had a, like the safety factor for the single girl, you know, it, just, it really was quite a bright light. Don't you think on that lip gloss? Right.
3: And when I said to Julie, Oh, that'll be good. Cause you know, I do a lot of clubbing when I'm in Portland <laughs> and it's dark in those clubs. And you know, you got to reapply your lip gloss six or seven times a night. So to have the light, it's really gonna be great. Julie you knows very unusual, very charming, and um I wore it to work. I wore it to work with my new haircut, girls. You got a haircut? Uh, oh no. Yeah, that's oh, what I decided That's what I decided to do for my birthday. It wasn't actually on my birthday, but the day before. I decided I needed something something fresh. You know, I really got it chopped. And uh the other reason, well, you were all getting the Diane Keaton haircut. Yes. Right. So, so you- I, I was I was really encouraged by that. And the other thing is, you know, I had a hairdresser but I hadn't she was sort of new to me and I hadn't really bonded with her and she sent me an email last week saying, you know, sadly the salon she worked at went out of business. So I saw that as sort of an out that I didn't <laughs> have to yeah. Follow her to the next salon, and so I wanted to get a new hairdresser. So I, I yelped it. Uh, um, I, I will confess, I have like quite a Yelp addiction lately. I don't know if you guys know what that is.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. the social
3: network site where they review, you know, restaurants and salons and stuff like that. So anyways, I found a new hairdresser that I liked very much. And they got all these great reviews on Yelp. So I went there and I just felt like I needed to bring a picture with me because, you know, Sheila brought the Diane Keaton picture. Leanne brought the Diane Keaton picture. <laughs> Julie wanted Julie wanted to look like Diane Sawyer, <laughs> so I I had two pictures with me of two very different women. One was Nicole Richie, and the other was Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> really? And really? And what similarity <laughs> were you seeing there? <laughs> Two very different women. I just wanted something in between those two, <laughs> but yeah, well, gonna...
2: there's a lot. I would say that's a lot of options. Then
3: there, there were, as terms of their hair. I mean, have you noticed Hillary is wearing her hair a little bit longer this year? Yes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, and it looks very nice. So I didn't get either the Nicole Ritchie or the Hillary Clinton. I got something else entirely, which <laughs> it's new. Um, it's fresh. It's not really I'm, I'm 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 still getting used to it but um that's what I did on my birthday so it was actually very nice.
1: Well, you know the last time I went in to get my haircut the photos that I brought this summer when I finally went for the pixie haircut I had printed out several pixies that I liked. So my two photos were Dame Judi Dench and Halle Berry. <laughs> so, so, much like your situation, there was a lot of opportunity for interpretation. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. So, the, uh oh, one other birthday note I wanted to be sure to mention. Can you guys hear me okay? Because I'm getting a little bit of bounce back. Now it's
0: better. Yeah, it's okay. a little
1: bit of yeah, better now. Oh, okay, better now. Sorry, people. This is what happens when it's transatlantic and just our low low technical skills. Free. Uh, for free. <laughs> free. Um, <laughs> now, one other birthday note. Many of you who are longtime listeners will remember that John Ramos, for many years, was our engineer on the radio show Satellite Sisters when we were syndicated uh, on the radio. And John was in the booth. And you often heard John on the show. In fact, whenever you heard the voice of Kira Knightley, that was really John Ramos. Um, Anyway, John had a baby girl when we were working with him. Her name is Sarah. And this week, he had a baby boy born on 11-11-11. Isn't that amazing? I think that would be really cool to have a birthday be 11-11-11.
2: I do, too. Uh, And and his mother... You'll never forget that birthday, which is good. No one ever forgets your birthday if it's eleven, eleven, eleven.
1: Right. And, well, Lynn, your kids both have good birthdays because your kids are 2, 2, and 6, 6, which I See, enjoy. See, and no one ever forgets them.
2: That's a good one. <laughs> and so then, yeah, I love it because I'm not that good with birthdays, even my own children.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, that's 11, fun. But fun. 11 is it, mystical. It does seem mystical. Yes. yes. So, and you know, and they've tried for a long time to have a second child. And so it was just very thrilling to like check on my Facebook page the other day and see that John had already posted. I think they named the baby Lucas, Leon, Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. Which is, which is such a pretty name. Anyway, Lucas Joaquin Ramos. Beautiful. Beautiful name beautiful. for a beautiful baby boy. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so, um, uh, just one day away from your birthday, Monica. So it was a big birthday week. <laughs> people, people washing their dishes in celebration all over America. I'm <laughs> just you. glad you're not driving around with a
0: box full of dirty dishes. Monica. That's where. I, that's what I. That's where I thought the story. Oh, was. I, I drove it over a mountain pass <laughs> to get here. But they
2: were just dingy and I know That's what dishes. I mean that's when different. you said this is easier it doesn't
1: sound that easy well the important thing is now it's done and you feel like your dishes are cleaner i'm glad the um i'm glad the dishwasher is there to do that while you're there if you could watch a lot of cable tv that would be good too because every time i get that monthly cable bill for that little vacation house and i know i know how little time i spend on vacation in my vacation house it makes me feel terrible so please please log a lot of hours in front of the television <laughs> okay we'll do liz <laughs> we'll do anybody have anything interesting they're doing this week any uh, big events coming up well you know uh, well, I'm tonight i'm
0: for
2: okay and tonight i'm throwing the cast party for Susicle. colin has been in Susicle all weekend Ooh. so i have uh 40 40 kids coming over for pizza and cast party this afternoon
0: Liz, oh, nice. Leanne, that is amazing. I mean, that that's, you are a heroic mother. You should maybe you should do that as a TV show—just throwing class parties. You know, you're always doing, that,
2: Leon. I, I really am.
0: You know, I. The good thing about kids is you
2: just don't have to clean up that much for kids. That's that's why I say yes. You know, it's okay. It's okay if things don't look perfect. That's
1: true. That's a good way to think about it. All right, well, yes. I I yeah. am um, over here in foggy London town doing, uh, you know, work stuff this week. Today, you know, one thing I didn't mention is Veterans Day here in England is really a huge day. And it's sort of a, there was a series of remembrance uh, ceremonies all weekend. And in fact, this morning near my old hotel, which of course was in the much fancy neighborhood There was as I was leaving the fancy neighborhood, there was a huge crowd gathering not far from the palace. And later in the day, because it's now 7 p.m. here later in the day, a London friend of mine texted me and and said, oh, I see the whole royal family was at the ceremony today. Were you there? Oh, (laughs) no, I was not there. Liz, so close but, but, uh, but, but you really, really uh, excellent royal reporting yeah I, I wouldn't really have wanted to wait around all day to see the royal family like march around a little bit i was more, i was more interested in the lifestyle elements for what what the wedding we, <laughs> what the wedding weekend must have been like for the Middletons, you know, to sort of be in the hotel and imagine them running up and down the halls, and you know, getting their hair curled or whatever. So it was more that that I was interested in uh, royals. Eh, they come, they go. That the House of Windsor, whatever. I, you know, just, <laughs> that, that part, that part does not interest me so much. Uh, anyway, so so that's my story. Uh, don't forget, everybody. We have. Uh, the apps for both Android and iPhone are working on our website at SatelliteSisters.com. There are the complete instructions about how to download them. The best place to get the Android app is at the Amazon store. Do not go to the Android uh, app store. For some reason, Google is kind of letting us down, but you can get it at the uh, at amazon in their android app store so that's cool and at, for the iphone you just download what's called podcast box and again all of the instructions are online so so that's everything from this end if you guys don't have anything to add we'll just say um ta-ta or what do they say here in english <laughs> cheerio i think <guess>. cheerio <laughs> <laughs> ta-ta.
2: yes just say ta
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think what the Görings said as i left their beautiful hotel today Uh, oh, i don't even remember but i know they called me miss dolan so um okay you guys have a good week and don't forget call your satellite system